0: This is Aaron from the show. First of all, thank you for listening. Once you finish listening to this episode, do us a solid. Go ahead and give us a rating and write a review of the show. This lets us know that we're doing a good job and helps other people find us. And speaking of other people, if you know someone who might enjoy the show, we would love it if you told them about it. We can be found at gttgp.com. There's tons of stuff on there. You can learn more about us. There's an episode guide. And of course... You can find our social media pages where we love geeking out with our listeners. Now, let's get to the good part. To circle back to the book. Wait, we're talking about a book? Oh,
1: right. We're talking right. about a fucking book, right. So, potentially billions of people's avatars and all of their money got wiped out in a blink. Motherfucking IOI. Yeah. I know, right? Those motherfuckers.
0: bastards. So, okay. So obviously this was part of the plan, which up until now, there was no reason to think that they were even expecting them to get through the shield. Yeah. They still did this preparation for the just in case, even though within the shield, they were like, whatever, dog, you know? And let's face it, if you're going to use this, this is your coup de grace, right?
1: This is your last potential move. You know, they are right at the gate. They're about to go through. And if I was Sorrento, this is when I would pull that plug. I wouldn't, you wouldn't have a choice. You know, you could not stop them. Everyone else had been removed from the picture. They were going to go in. You might as well nix them and come in with your spares.
0: Which is a brilliant plan. Yeah. But it's a lot of death and destruction and to some extent like kind of what we were saying if the whole point of the contest is to gain control of the oasis but you've now mm-hmm. since destroyed most of the oasis as far as the user group and the money within it what do you have left of the oasis to get to win
1: yeah I'm about to say if you know if if part of the winning is not just control of the oasis but control of like umpteen hundreds of billions of dollars you know half a trillion dollars worth of money if all of a sudden that money is worthless because you've ruined your economy. And this is the reason why they didn't use this first. You know, I'd imagine that this is this is the reason why they didn't just simply leave and then use it and then come in and then go through the door. That this was like a an absolute last resort. Because, you know, this is a this is a fire sale, you know. It's, it's just trash everyone. It's really like the last desperate attempt here. So everyone's gone, but then this thing happens to parzival something happens to parzival
0: he's expecting the worst he's expecting to see the words game over on his screen but that's not what he sees at all it says congratulations you have an extra life and then he's he's wearing his default skin everything he owns is gone he's got his black shirt and jeans on he does not have parachute or wings and he hovers in midair and falls down to the ground like Wile e. Coyote in the old Roadrunner cartoons, and tries to reach for the gate, but he's well out of reach. And he falls down, goes boom, loses a few hit points, and... A third. A third. He a lands third hard. Of, he lands hard. He'll hard. But the only item left in his inventory, because everything else is gone, was the quarter that he had obtained after playing the perfect game of Pac-Man on Arcade. Hold on, let's time out for a second here, because
1: how horrible would it have been if he had gained a life and then, like, Wily Coyote fell and then fell to his death? Assuming that the Oasis has some degree of reality, right? Oh, yeah, it's full of reality. If you bang your head against a tree enough, you're going to kill your avatar. Okay, let's just say, right? that falling off of a mountainside could kill you like it, you know some degree of realism here right how far do you think a human can fall and and still be able to kind of get up and move around or how how far do you think it takes to fall and
0: die like what what height would kill you if you fell depends on what how you land if you land on your head it's not going to take that much <laughs> this is true
1: I guess if you tuck and roll, it doesn't matter, right? You can jump out of a plane, tuck and roll, and you're going to be all right. Of course.
0: It's kind of like, you know, if the nuclear bomb goes off, just get under your desk, duck and cover, and you'll be okay.
1: What I was really looking for was the amount of distance you'd have to fall to reach terminal velocity for a human being, right? If I drop you out of a plane, how long before you reach terminal velocity? Terminal velocity is 190 kilometers per hour or 120 miles per hour, and that's after about 12 seconds worth of falling. And that's uh, 450 meters, or 1,500 feet in that time. You won't fall any faster beyond that point. So we're looking at a, a fall, fall time of about 12 seconds. six, baby. So how far is it written
0: that Parzival falls? I believe it says a few dozen meters.
1: Does it say a few?
0: Okay, I think it says, a, uh, it says several dozen meters.
1: All right, all right. So let's, let's break this down because a few is very specifically three. A couple is specifically two. But when we talk about um, several, we're talking
0: more than two or three. But by definition. I asked Google, how many is several? Mm-hmm. So according to vocabulary.com, two is a couple and more than two mm-hmm. or three is several. If you eat four donuts, you can say you had several, but you may have had too many especially if you get a stomach ache. Several is a word that shows size or number when you can't be specific or when you just want to summarize. So gotcha. I think we can say it's more than three. Okay. Let's
1: say just a hair over three, let's say four.
0: That's just, a, that's a hair.
1: So four dozen meters, right? What? The lowest number of several, four dozen
0: meters. So he fell far. <laughs> well, no, so uh, so. F- Four dozen is is 48, 48 meters. Uh-huh. So let's round that up to uh-huh. fifty. Okay. We know times we, we three. We know about there's about three feet per meter ish. Right. Hundred and fifty feet. So Parzival fell hundred and fifty feet.
1: Now, granted, that's not fifteen hundred feet, right? We're not. We're not. He's not hitting terminal velocity,
0: but that's still hundred and fifty feet. Now, you're an architect. How many stories is that? That's like 15 stories. If you you think of a story as about 10 feet. Huh? Yeah. So I want to make sure I got this right. 10 to 15 stories. Parzival fell 10 to 15 stories
1: to the hard ground, and he only lost a third of his avatar's life.
0: Wearing just a t-shirt and jeans.
1: Right. And and he didn't have, he, he went right back to basic. I take that back. No, he had the same level. He just didn't have any
0: of the special equipment. Yes, but we don't know if he had the same level because he had the extra life.
1: Well, I, I thought it said that he didn't have the equipment, but he still had. He was still at the same
0: level. Yes, but we don't know if the reason why he's at the same level is because he had the quarter. Like if he didn't have that, would he have gone back to zero?
1: Well, it says that he would. Like earlier, it said that you you basically go back to very beginning. I mean zero on everything, zero on
0: experience. He's
1: just like, you're starting over here. You're not starting over. You just lost all your stuff.
0: Well, I understand almost everything. But what we don't know mm-hmm. is whether or not the fact that he had the quarter meant that he could keep his level on ability scores.
1: Well, they didn't make a special note of it, but beyond that point, he still fell 10 to 15 <laughs> stories. Yeah. Which, um, people have killed themselves with far, far lower of a jump. <laughs> I mean, seriously, have you been? Have you been on a building ten to fifteen stories up and looked over the edge and went, "That's real long distance."
0: I almost regularly go to the roof of a building that's about nine stories, and I stay the <laughs> fuck away from the edge. <laughs> All right, so just so we're clear, what really should have happened here is Parsival
1: should have gotten his life and died, fell like Wiley e. <laughs> Coyote, and then died. Yeah but did not. All right. That's because that would have screwed up the book. And I got to wonder if maybe I got to wonder if Ernest Klein kind
0: of glossed over the distance here, just, you know, accidentally said several, several dozen meters. I, I think this is a case of it's not one to one to reality.
1: Yeah, sure. And I get it. Like, it's it. Yes, I get it. You know, the. The Oasis is not going to be full-on reality, right? I
0: mean, th- think about playing, like, first-person shooters like Call of Duty. How many times do you get shot and you're still alive? Fine, but in Call of Duty, if you fall off the back of a truck, you die.
1: Really? Or Well, it's, it's true about Battlefield. Yeah, you stub your toe in Battlefield, you die. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Like, you fall off the first story of a building, you, you know, you break something. Like, you hear a, and then you, you lose half your life. You know, story and a half, forget it. You're dead. So, dead. You're dead to me. Yeah. You know, it's, you can't, you can't just like jump and,
0: you know, no. So, so anyway, so back to the quarter. This is the quarter that he won on arcade. Right. He now knows this was a single use artifact that gave his avatar an extra life, which I thought was a pretty nifty idea for that quarter. And it makes a lot of sense. And in some ways, like I'm, and maybe this is a little bit of a Monday morning quarterback thing, but it makes so much sense. It's kind of like, well, why didn't they figure that? Like, why couldn't he have, like, at least stipulated that at one point? But whatever. Like, assumed it, maybe?
1: Yeah, like, hmm, a quarter? I, I get you, but, you know, if you don't you pick something up and you don't know what it is, I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, Fallout, you can pick up tons of shit. Tons of shit. Part of the game is picking up stuff. In fact, the most recent Fallout... Uh, a lot of people were pissed off because bobby pins, which are used to pick locks, you can only carry so many of them. And in fact, one of the one of the people who, who purchased the game and, and then decided to send them a letter didn't actually send them a letter. He sent them a box of pop of bobby pins, a box awesome. of bobby pins. I might add that that otherwise would uh, uh would fill up your inventory, but you know, it, in reality, in real life, it's just a small box of bobby pins that would never fill up any inventory and never should. It's basically a, a sassy way of saying your game sucks because it's so unrealistic that I can't hold this many bobby pins on my character without tossing everything else out. But
0: basically, that was the gist of it. So this part got me thinking about the difference between the extra life in the book versus the extra life in the movie. So we know that Ogden Morrow... Has been watching the high five for a while, right? Yeah. And in the movie, Og gives Parzival the quarter for that kind of like, you know, that bet. So what I'm right. wondering is right. could Og have had a hand in the Pac Man quarter? It's a long shot, but could he have? In the book? Um, No, I don't think so. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> Huh. No, it just I'd... seemed like if Og had been watching him that long and he was part of the extra life quarter in the movie, that maybe at one point Ernest Cline had thought that idea would be appropriate for the book. And maybe that was part of it at one point. And I don't know. Just a thought. I'll cut this all out.
1: Keeping in mind that he still had to beat Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. Well, So, I mean, if you wanted to give him a coin... If if Og was watching and trying to put this thing in front of him in a nondescript, non in a very discreet sort of way, why would he make it so hard to get and so because he can't
0: actually help him win? Mm, Then why even try? Because he says he must help them, like help them out, but he can't like give them like he can't just give them an extra life like that. That'll ruin the spirit of the game.
1: Uh well, but if he completes I, I this like
0: unattainable thing like perfect game of Pac-Man. It feels stretchy. It feels I, stretchy uh, to me. Uh, but but uh,
1: I, I get where you're coming from. I think the difference is, is that I think the coin is the hinge in the stories in both in both stories, and you're saying that Aug is the hinge in both stories. Okay. To this to this life up.
0: All right. Let's move forward. All right. So at this point, Parzival falls down hundred and fifty feet. The gate is Twenty meters. Okay, so so sixty feet. That implies that he only fell that much. So that's a, that's that's a couple. That's a couple dozen. Yeah, (laughs) that's not even a couple dozen, really. That's yeah. It's a little less than a couple dozen. So I think we've gone from one hundred and fifty feet to like sixty feet. Sixty, but sixty feet is still potentially. Six floors. That's f- five, six, to six stories. stories, which is survivable.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, it only takes like a
0: third of your hit you points. You might break a third or two of le- of your legs.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you consider like a thirty percent of your body is your legs. Yeah, yeah. maybe an arm, a couple fingers. Uh, it's hard. I to feel say.
0: like I prefer to like aim for like some bushes to brace me, but bushes are gone. They've been devastated. Even the bushes died. Yeah. It's just a crater. So Og patches everybody into Parzival's feed so they can talk with each other. Mm-hmm. And Artemis is a little pissed off. Like, why the fuck are you alive, you piece of shit?
1: It's amazing how in the last moment they're still suspicious and pissy about why he's still alive and angry. Well,
0: that's Artemis. That's just the way she is. <laughs>
1: yeah, but but even, even H comes back and says,
0: yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, but but then he says, you lucky son of a bitch or whatever. Well, yeah, afterwards
1: he's like, yeah, I just won this token. And when I played this game or won this quarter, when I played this game, and I guess it means it's a life up. Like we're spending a lot of time not getting to the gate (laughs) to explain why we're still alive to those who are suspicious. But yes, at least age comes around and goes, you lucky dog. Yeah. And Artemis is just jelly. He is a lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, he didn't kill himself
0: dropping 60 feet. Seriously. Or 150, depending. So this is the point where H says that the news feeds are reporting that over half the population of the Oasis is dead. Oh, okay, half the
1: population, all right. Half the population. The other half was working, or on Ludus, or what was the shopping mart one? In Scipio. In Scipio. So
0: going back to what we were talking about before People dying and, and like, just the economy of people, all their money gone. If half of just the United States population were gone,
1: I understand. So, let's say a guy with five stones on a glove snapped his finger (laughs) and half the population died. So, go on with that. That's a devastating. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. So what we're really saying here is that Sorrento is Thanos. I guess. In the virtual world. Yeah. I didn't even remember the half the population gone
0: thing. So, all right, I said like 80 to 90 percent, but they're saying half the population. Which is still a lot of fucking people. That's still billions. And let's keep in mind that later in this chapter, he says that like 200 million people were watching his feed. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because the other billions were so pissed off they rage quit. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And they, they couldn't pay their cable bill anymore because they lost all their money. <laughs> so they start discussing how, like what exactly happened. Was it the Cataclyst? Of course it was the Cataclyst. And this part of the discussion always annoys the hell out of me. Because they were like kind of surprised when they realized, oh, the Sixers must have been watching their every move. Mm-hmm. How do, could they have not known that? Because Parzival showed them all feed, like video feed, of them trying to open the goddamn gate. He knew there were cameras. So of course they saw because the cameras were still there. Right. He he hacked into
1: the cameras that were there when he was still in IOI. Yes. And then he gets there and he's like, well, How did they know? Oh the cameras. Yeah.
0: Wah, wah.
1: Oh. But but also the fact that not only were there cameras, but that they were viewing those cameras from outside of the sector. Thus, if they're outside of the sector, then they had planned on the possibility of of having to drop a bomb and thus having reinforcements coming. You out.
0: know, it kind of makes you think that if so, they must have had like some other kind of Sorrento-like guy kind of managing that. He sounds like a much better mm-hmm. commander than Sorrento. Who's that? This, Which one? Uh, whoever was making the decisions outside of the bubble, outside of the sector border, to make the decision. Like, somebody had to make a decision, like, we're going to have people outside of the sector ready to go, go aboard, and we're going to see if they, if, they, if they get through and they open the gate, we'll watch them do it, then we'll blow up the whole sector. Like, whoever thought of that, but, like... Why wouldn't that be Sorrento? Because, he was leading the but charge. But he came off with, like, somebody with so much hubris that doesn't seem like that would have been something he would have ever thought about. He's like, ugh, you think you're going to come in here? Well, you can try. Never never hmm. act like it was, a, it was a threat. Someone, it had to have been someone else. Okay, fine.
1: But they did have the Orb of Osiovox, and they did have that shield that was pretty much impenetrable, but he still also brought his Mechagodzilla. You could say his hubris could have made him leave that at home, figuring, we'll be behind the shield, who cares? But when the shield went down, he brought out his Mecha Godzilla. So he had
0: a backup plan to his initial plan, and he had a backup plan to his backup plan. He would have had that in his inventory because if that was something that was given to them as part of the gates. Then he might not have been able to bring it out of his inventory, well, uh, I guess well, is where you're no, going. Well, I was going to say that had to be part of the something to do with the third gate, or it could have been. Like, you don't know if like this thing is going to be important later on, so you don't get rid of it. Right.
1: No, I get you. In other words, he could have just, like, pulled it out of his pocket, like, thank God I brought this with me.
0: Plus, you know, wouldn't you just want to turn into Mechagodzilla because it'd be fucking cool and intimidating? I'd like a good reason to, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I might want the beta capsule more. I do,
0: What kind of want the beta capsule more.
1: Yeah, that does that does seem pretty kick-ass, actually. All right, all right. So, it's there was a backup plan to his backup plan. And this was the backup plan, was basically him saying... We're going to go take care of this, but you guys stay just outside the the border just in case, just in case all hell breaks loose. We've got to destroy everything. And, and that happens. So now he's got a, you know a group of IOI ready to storm. What was it? Some odd 16 key holders, and they saw them go through the gate. So now they know how to get through the gate too.
0: Uh-oh. So at this point... The gate is fucking Dead. hanging
1: 20 meters over his yep.
0: head. And he needs to get up there, but he did, he waits until he gets the blessings from the uh, from H and Artemis and Shoto. And Artemis is the last one to give him permission, and it's written that he could hear her voice catch like she was choking back tears.
1: Yeah, because she, she realizes no other gunter is going to get this it's been eliminated. Everyone's out of the and picture.
0: It's not gonna be her. So her dream of saving yeah. the world and feeding the world is gone. It's over. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, her saying no other gunter could will be able to do it is her saying she won't be able
0: to do yeah. it. Yeah. And like Yeah, it's it's admitting. Could you imagine? I mean that that's it's just like for people whose entire lives are centered around the oasis to be killed and then realize that you can't achieve the dream that you had, that you were so close to, yep. super close.
1: Yeah, that's that is a, that's a joystick thrower right there.
0: Yeah, you're gonna screw up your controller right there.
1: Mm-hmm. So the door hangs in space, twenty meters above him,
0: like, uh like what? The floating door from Twilight Zone. Did you ever see any Twilight Zone ep- episodes? I've seen a bunch of them actually. It's a good show.
1: There is a new Twilight Zone that's coming yeah, with,
0: out. Yeah, uh, was it Jordan Peele's going to be the host? Yep. Yep, if it's not already out. Yeah. I, I think it might already I be I will out.
1: watch that. I, yeah, I think it what was it March 31st, oh, I guess, shit. is when it came out. So it's been out maybe for a couple of weeks Fuck now. now. I've, I've not yet seen it. I want to see it. That looks
0: interesting. I, I've seen a lot of the classic ones, and like they're all kind of mind fucks.
1: Yeah, and I kind of dug that. Like I, I saw the Twilight Zone, the movie. Mm-hmm. And the part that kind of freaked my shit out was where that one little girl has, like, this family hostage because she can just fuck them up with her mind. And she brings this one gal home, and then this one gal realizes that this family is basically just being nice to this little girl because she has, like, these psychic capabilities to, that she could kill them.
0: Yeah, that, that almost has an echo. It's one of the original episodes where this little boy had, like, this power over everybody because they all did what he wanted them to do do because he could wish them to the cornfield or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was like one part where like he turned this guy who was pissing him off into like a Jack in the box. And then the, uh, Oh, and, fuck. Then, and then the mm. father's like, wish him to the cornfield. Just wish him to the cornfield. Wish it into the cornfield. Please son, wish it into the cornfield.
1: Just, just to like put him out of his misery. Yes. Oh my God. That's fucked up, dude. I had not seen that episode. Yeah, it's Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of trippy, dude. It makes total sense that they they're bringing that back because like think about the 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 popularity of like Black Mirror, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that is that is kind of like, you know, one-off episodes that are kind of hinged around a a concept or some twisted idea. That is kind of a thing yeah. now.
0: All right. But okay,
1: but the door is still hanging in space 20, 20 meters. Five to six stories, relatively safe drop for a human (laughs) (laughs) above him, and there's no way for him to get to it. It's like he could—he's within a stone's throw of going through, and unable to get to it. He can't even spit up to it. He could throw a stone.
0: So, so then he, after he gets all, he gets the blessings of everybody. He starts running around because. He doesn't know how the fuck he's going to get up there. Yeah. Well, he sees something off in the distance, a a
1: glimmer of of something pixelated off on the other side of the- One might say
0: that's hope. A glimmer of hope. A glimmer of hope. (laughs) No.
1: Off on the other side of the, the crater that is Castle Anorak, right? And what does that glimmer turn out to be? The beta capsule. All right. Which doesn't work, because he's already used Bummer. it. But it, at least it kind of... First off, it answers it answers two questions. One is that, why, why the quarter is still in his possession. Now, you could just simply say, well, because he was able to use it. But what we find out is that the cataclyst doesn't destroy other artifacts. Artifacts cannot be destroyed. The quarter cannot be destroyed. And neither can the beta capsule.
0: Which means that there might be other artifacts. Ooh. So then... So he pulls the group. He sends out a Facebook poll saying, Hey, does anybody have any artifacts? One that would help me fly or levitate or teleport. And then they post a meme of a kitten. Yep. And they start going through. And then Artemis says uh, that her truck tailor, our stars were R- her truck tailor, all stars were artifacts and could help him to get to the gate. And he's like, Great. And then I'm like, Hmm. Why didn't she say so right away? <laughs> like, right after he says that he has no way to get up there, she could have said, Find my Chuck Taylor All Stars. Right. Unless you're like so in shock that you just forget all this shit, but I don't know. So, anyway, I'll, I'll stop making ridiculous observations. So, well, uh, I was just,
1: I was just, I went and looked up the Chuck Taylor All Stars. And what I thought was interesting was that, I mean, these are your. They are your atypical black, high top Converse shoes that were really popular for obviously playing sports, but they were fashionably popular as well. So Converse back in the day for me in the nineties were awesome. I had a pair of like neon blue and I also had a pair of black ones. And I don't know that they were necessarily Chuck Taylor, but they looked a lot
0: like them. well if they were if they were Chuck Taylor All Stars, you would be able to
1: fly. Well, well it, it am I correct here and understand that Chuck Taylor was a basketball star that, that this this you know, the use of his name was basically to was a promotional kind of campaign for the converse shoes. Uh, he was an American basketball player and shoe salesman. Interesting, interesting. So so huh. So the idea here being is that if you wore those shoes, not only could you run faster like on the courts, But you could fly to dunk those basketballs.
0: Exactly. Hence, running faster and being able to fly. I just saw this thing that could have been an awesome connection, but isn't. But Chuck Taylor went to Columbus North High School, but it's Columbus, Indiana. Mm
1: -hmm. Rats. Oh, that could have have been an interesting connection. That could have been awesome. But still, I like the fact that there are some Chuck Taylor Converse All-Stars floating around somewhere. and And... Parzival does find them and he does put them on and promises to give them back and then goes to the door circles kind of around like makes a right and then hovers in front of the door long enough for him to say you know uh I want you guys to know that if if I do get this I'm going to share it with all of you I'm going to split it four ways damn to to which H is like what the hell are you talking about? Are you fucking crazy, which is kind of weird because right now all of them are broke <laughs> <laughs> if somebody says they're gonna give you a quarter of a
0: half trillion dollars, you don't question that you know what I would if do if you would have offered to give me one percent
1: okay, but I think there was just you know there there's kind of that like that underlying competitive Edge that they've got between them to be independent. Like, I don't know if I would do that. So, why the hell would you do that? Well,
0: I think that's what he's you know? saying by like, dude, what are you doing? Because, like, yeah, yeah, just like you didn't need to do that. It's just more about showing what kind of good moral character he has.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. That he's, he's able to stop and he's able to recognize, look, I would not have gotten this far if we hadn't worked together, even though we didn't officially work together. And, I mean, sure enough, that's true. He would not have gotten the beta capsule. He wouldn't have been good at joust. He wouldn't have been good at joust. Uh, Every step of the way. And this kind of falls back to the question. You know, uh, you can sit back and say Parzival earned all of this. But you can also kind of sit back and go, how much of this was luck and opportunity? And the fact of the matter is, is that while he was really working hard to learn as much as he could, there was an enormous amount of opportunity that he took that he was lucky and fortunate to have that he otherwise would not have had. Case in point, Joust. Like, he would never have won the game Joust. Pop, well, I say never, but his, his reasoning for winning Joust was because he spent years playing against H mm-hmm. and losing until he won, right? And without H, who would he have sharpened that blade against? Not IROC. And he considered himself lucky to be amongst the friends of H because H was kind of like this high-level player in the game of the Oasis. And, and H kind of let Parzival hang with him. You know, it, it's, Parzival was kind of like a low-level nobody who just happened to know a lot of shit. And so yeah, that's just being one example of how it's not just working hard, but it's also a, a sort of an equal amount of opportunity and luck. And then knowing when to seize on that opportunity and, and make something
0: out of it. And he's recognizing that. Yeah. And then like he got tipped off by H about Froboz. Right, right. And he also inadvertently helped H find where the first key was and gave Artemis the, the tip to help her. They've all been right. helping each other all along the way. Even though they've not agreed to call it a formal exactly. thing. Exactly. Like they've all been
1: kind of like, no, like we're totally I am totally so yeah, it's like I'm not going you but, cheat at me, know. but the
0: answer to the question is b,
1: yeah, yeah, it's almost like a an unspoken rule amongst thieves kind of situation, right there's a you know a certain degree of respect and and camaraderie and and even help, but kind of like you know it's very sort of under the table, kind of you know, no disrespect, but here you go, you know what I mean. Uh, and I guess the gist here is that Parzal recognizes that he's not entitled to the totality of this reward through his own merits. He recognizes that it's not just his own merits of studying that got him here. And that's important. And that's important in any life, no matter how successful you get. And I thought it was just interesting that, that, that it was, the book was written this way, that he turns around and says, and I'm going to share all of this with you guys. And everyone else is like, you're fucking nuts, but okay.
0: Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. And so... it and of course, so he makes it clear that it doesn't matter whether they decide to help him or not; he's going to share it with them.
1: I I like the fact that they're like, "So you're going to pay us to help you?" And he's like, "I'm going to share this with you, regardless of whether or not you help me. But that I'm going to share it with you means that you do have some skin in the game, if you will, in helping me out. So it's in your best interest to help me, but you don't have to. Yeah,
0: which is basically like, help me out, motherfucker."
1: Well, it's kind of nice. It's kind of, a, it's kind of a nifty way of saying I'm going to pay you for, for us all working together under the table, if you will, up to this point, you know, that we all deserve to share in this. However, if you choose to help me, it's only going to help you. Yeah, Help me help
0: you. Help me help you. Help you. <laughs> so we're burning through seconds here, valuable seconds, and Artemis jokes about wanting it in writing. Yeah, can we get that in writing? To which he then
1: turns on his vid with some odd millions of 200 people watching. Two hundred
0: million. <laughs> which two hundred million. So, so that's people. two and a half percent of the current world population. Two-thirds of the United States population. Uh-huh. More uh-huh. than the populations of all but seven countries individually. It would be like all the people in the 14 most populous states of the United States we're watching. Okay, that's a lot of people. Okay. It is a lot of people. It's, it's gargantuous. So what did you
1: think of his little speech? Give me, give me a quick second here. I want to I check something out here. You want to look up what filleting means? No, I know what filleting means. Thank you very much. No, I just, I wanted to put this into comparison. H- how, many, how many people are watching? You said 200 yep. million? Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But if we take a look at the most popular video on YouTube, which is uh despazio despacito? It's fuck. <laughs> despacito despacito. I'm pretty sure that's how it is, featuring Daddy Yankee. I have
0: never heard of this.
1: Okay. Really? Because it has over six billion views. Where do you how it, uh... look up Louis Fonsi, F-O-N-S-I, despacito featuring Daddy Yankee? I want, it has
0: 6.1 billion views. I want to know where I go to see what the top viewed things are. That's the top viewed but thing. I thought it was Charlie bit my finger. I don't think so.
1: Where do you even go? I, I just went to a, I, I just did a search for most popular YouTube video. And the number one is Despacito, Luis Fonsi featuring Daddy Yankee, which is really just a lot to say. But But when we talk about, A large population viewing him at one time, keeping in mind that we're talking about over a period of time, like six billion people didn't watch this video on
0: YouTube. All at once. No, of course not.
1: All at once. But it's still fascinating that we we, this is another example of where we can throw out a big number, but then when we really compare it to other things, it doesn't seem that big. Like you go, oh, 200 million. Bravo, bravo. Well, it's not as good as Dispacito at 6.1 billion. Okay. Anyhow, I digress. But the gist is that you know, 200 million sounds like
0: a lot. Eh, it's, it is a lot. It's, eh, it could be bigger. But how many of the people that just got killed were able to watch a POV channel? Probably
1: all of them. Because just because you're not able to get on the Oasis doesn't mean you can't get online.
0: E- so either there was a lot of people just watching his feed and not really caring about the battle, or people that had just mm-hmm. died and then decided to start watching his video feed. Well, it's the other half of the population of the world
1: or the oasis for that matter that basically said, "Eh, I'm going to skip out on this battle, but I'm going to watch it in his feed. That'll be more entertaining." I'm
0: going to TV and chill.
1: Yeah, well, and keep in mind that probably half the population couldn't afford to jump to to that sector cuz it costs money to get there.
0: Yeah, bummer.
1: Yeah. So, they're just going to watch it on TV. I get that. You know, some a lot of people are going to go to the Super Bowl to watch the Super Bowl. I ain't got the money to go to the Super Bowl. I just watch it on TV.
0: Yeah, from the from the, the comfort up. of your home, which is the best way to watch the Super
1: Bowl. Yeah, a lot of people just got rich by default because their bank account wasn't
0: wiped out. No shit. That's really what it comes down to, right? So he gives his little speech, says he's going to give uh, split the winnings with Artemis H and Shoto. Cross my heart and hope to die. Gunter's honor, pinky swear, Pinky swear. Now you're serious. Pinky swear. I was a little, I was a little, I was a little bit, um, uh, you were doubting it for a second.
1: I, no, I was just kind of, uh,
0: I was just like a pinky swear. Really? Yeah. Okay. Pinky swear and all that jazz. That must be from like, that that was an eighties thing though. Wasn't it? Pinky swearing. That's a kindergarten thing. (laughs) So anyway, Gunter's uh, honor, pinky swear, all that crap. If I'm lying, I should forever be branded as a, Gutless, sixer filleting punk. Sixer filleting? What What does filleting mean? I'm sorry. You know what it means. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, uh, it means that, uh, it means that, it means uh, he that they, they, they're just like, uh, like, um, like a fish, like a fish fillet. <laughs> like when I go through McDonald's and I order a fish fillet with, uh, with fries. Or
0: a Big Mac, McDLT, Quarter Pounder with some cheese, filet of fish a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a Happy Meal.
1: Yeah. So it's it's basically like having a uh, a, a like a, a Gunter sandwich. Is that what I'm understanding? Uh,
0: <laughs> and we digress. We digress. <laughs> all right, moving on. With all those valuable seconds going by, she says, "Dude, I was just kidding." <laughs> oh yeah, I knew that. And then he cracks his sure. knuckles and flies forward into the gate, and yet another whirlpool of stars. Do 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 do. And out of a chapter. Into the next chapter. Into the gate,
1: motherfucker. So I I dare say that we um, have really juiced this one for what it's worth. Yeah. But to to recap, he dies, he becomes alive, he steals everyone else's shit, and he flies through the door. (laughs) To summarize this chapter... (laughs) <laughs> this is like where we start the fucking chapter. And we're like, it's five pages long, dude. This is going to take 20
0: minutes to get through. Yeah. It's like you said that three hours ago. Well, then let's wrap it up, sir. Well, did you come up with any tinfoil hat stuff? Because I didn't. I did not. This was
1: very straightforward. It was to the point. It was five pages long. <laughs> As we've already mentioned. Uh, I didn't find any any real tinfoil hat theories here. Um none no, none at all really. It was just super straightforward. Uh, as far as references were concerned, like, do we have any do we have any homework to do here?
0: H said he had an artifact.
1: Okay. And it was the sword, the sword of right? But here? Okay, where's that coming from? I have no idea. It's gotta be something. It wouldn't, it wouldn't just be in here. The sword sword of
0: uh, he... how do you spell Bahir? I'm trying to look up how the book spells it uh, B-A apostrophe H-E-E-R from Shroud of the Avatar
1: yeah that's what I'm seeing it's a marquee dungeon game the Sword of Bahir is the starting level weapon that includes, um, includes precious uh... metals and jewels that can be used to enchant the sword and comes with permanent enchantment of being a light source that's a very pretty sword. So, by my dad. Yeah.
0: But according to this, this um, Shroud of the Avatar, they got permission from Ernest Klein to include it from, you know, they, they used it after the fact.
1: Oh, did they? Oh, that's weird. Haven't we run into this before? I feel like there was something else we looked up where when we found the source of it, it was from yeah, the book. Yeah. Because
0: there's been a few things that were borrowed from the book that ended up in games or something. Right. So I kind of wonder if this is one of those things where he's
1: making a really obscure reference to something, and then this other game is taking this reference and using it. But we're having a hard time finding it because it's super fucking obscure. Could be. All right. So if anybody knows the answer to that question, that would be
0: it would be great to get some feedback on that. Sure would, because I'm stumped. But okay,
1: so beyond that, we've got... Uh, what was the door reference again? It was... Uh, Twilight Mm -hmm. Zone, so we've got some potentially Twilight Zone material that we could go over. Was there any movie references in this chapter? Uh, I don't think
0: so. I think we we analyzed the shit out of it.
1: Alright, fair enough. Thank you again for joining us. This has been another episode of Get to the Good Part. This is Chris.
0: And this is Aaron. And we will catch you in the next chapter.
1: Ten to fifteen stories. <laughs> all right, all right. So he should be dead, but he's not. We'll
0: move on from there. I, I, I think if if we ever get to ask Ernest Klein a question, I want to know why he uses so much metric system measurements.
1: Probably because his book was published worldwide.
0: This is America, <laughs> damn it! I don't
1: know. You're using feet and inches and yards. I want to measure our football in yards, bitches. (laughs) I don't know.